welcome to Pockets. I'm joined by my dear friend, Fabian Ojeda. Hi, everybody. This is the podcast where we explore the pockets of movies and life. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to ask you, you told me that you watched Past Lives this weekend, and I know Peter and I saw it months ago. And even Peter was just like, uh, it's one of the greatest movies he's ever seen. I mean, really wasn't it just beautiful? Beautiful. beautiful. You know, when, how, when was the last time you got to see a movie that spent so much time, slow time, taking its time with the oh. characters and really living with those characters? Yes. It was beautifully done. Yes. And, you know, her relationship with her eventual husband was really beautiful, too. I know. He was lovely. I really thought, you know, you go into, I don't want to ruin it for the people who haven't seen it, but you really go into it thinking that this is going to be a movie of people who were meant to be together and they're going to end up together. And so when you go into it thinking that way, you you kind of think you see some of the characters as like and the enemy, like, oh, she's going to have to get rid of this one. Yes. And you know, not, that's what the surprises are in this. That's it's exa- really, exactly. It's not a romantic comedy. It is not. Not at all. It's, it a, is a, it's, it's a, 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 a true movie of friend, friendship and love in a true, true way. Beautiful. In the modern world. I yeah, agree. Beautiful. You will not be sorry if you watched it. No, it's in beautiful performances. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. She was so good in it. She was so good. And she's been in so many other things. Amy Schumer, Amy Poehler have hired her and she's just she's completely a, well, you different. know she's amazing in the morning show do you watch that i, do, I, I only watched the first season she, of the morning oh, no, show she's in the second I yeah think. she becomes the she, boss right kind of she's like the boss's main person okay. and she is so good in it oh. because she's she has to be really cold and there are moments where she has to she's show that good. humanity and she's so good i was uh, she was on i think it might have been cbs sunday morning and she was talking about how she was finally at a point in her career where she accepted the fact that she wasn't going to get that leading role right and then she was hilarious because she was like and then past lives came around and it ruined my theory you know she yeah. was very funny about well, it well i think i saw another interview with her where she said the same thing where yeah. her career as an actress has always been a character that helps the main character make a point it helps the main character move on and their character processes and grows and becomes something that she's just the impetus her character is always the impetus for other people the bigger actors the yeah. bigger names and now here and she, she never was. thought she would be a right. main and now and, and, she's and, like and, i can't go back how exactly. am i gonna go back and but she and she also talked about how she wasn't able to use her usual tools as an as an english-speaking actress Right. Speaking in Korean, right. it was so much more subtle. Right. Brilliant, brilliant, yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Uh, do you have any idea? Was she nominated for an Oscar? She uh, should have. She been. was nominated for the the. She's nominated for the Golden Globe. Okay. And the movie's nominated for an Oscar. But and not her, I guess. That's a shame. Isn't she? No, maybe not. Check it. Check it out. Maybe not. Um, but. While you're, I know we're kind of jumped into the movie topic, guys. Uh, instead of waiting for that segment of the show, but and it's all right. You it's know all what? right. It's we all can right. just we're fluid here. Um, I had a, the, a touch of mink on earlier. Now I always had a problem with Doris Day and the goody goody two shoes. You know, I've never stuff. seen that movie. It's actually good. Carrie's great in it. Gig Young, one of my favorite um, sidekick actors of the day, can you imagine is having in that. that name? Gig. Gig. Young. Gig. Gig. It's a good gig. He was great. <laughs> <laughs> is she there he's looking at the list now no, everyone she's not all right she's not there that's disgraceful right. also how about ken getting nominated and not barbie or the director greta i know it's it's, it's, it's kind of 
a real... It's almost like it's... I get they hate Bradley Cooper. Okay, fine. But, but he's would, nominated. But not as director. Oh. Uh, no? No, just actor. And the God, film that's... got seven nods, but... Yeah, I think it's kind of bullshit. Wow, that is weird. Yeah. Anyway, Touch of Mink is good if you want to like have a you know a romp from the '60s. It's pretty good. Little goody too. How did we get to that? How did that come Uh, up? That was on earlier when I was playing with Harv, my dog. I had it on the TV, and Touch of Mink. That Touch of Mink. Yeah, Mm. she's. And, and ironically, I heard she was uh, you know, a little loose in real life. So she played a goody two-shoes in so many films, but she had a good time in life. Doris Day. Yes. Good for her. I know. Good for her. I know. You know what? Good for her. Did you see Anatomy of a Fall? I haven't. Should I? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Good movie. Uh, well, you see, the, the reason the I asked that is, is because really intense. Uh, Greta Gerwig wasn't nominated, but the woman who, who directed that movie, Anatomy was of a Fall, was nominated. Right. And, you know... I, it's silly to think that you have to have, you know, it's like a prerequisite. You have to have a woman. Why not no, have two women nominated yeah, or whatever? Right. But it was a good movie. It was a, a good movie. And film. look, Barbie, I wasn't going to, like, take that on the island if I had to choose five. Never. It was It was okay. Like, everyone, sure. the, I, I got, when we watched it, we felt like, okay, now we're up to date with what the craze is. Yeah. Definitely a very enjoyable movie. Yeah. But I'm also not going to. She deserves. I mean, the woman put a lot of effort into it. Not it only was, that, it swept the wait, world. You know what I don't get? This is what I don't get. The Academy, the Academy. Their whole reason for being is movies. Right. It made over a billion mm-hmm. dollars for their industry. I agree. So even if it's, I mean, right. you, if it's supposed to be just for art, right? Then great. Okay, maybe it's not. Right. And you know, don't nominate it, but. How often are movies that are not made just for art are nominated because it's kind of a boys club and it's kind of a, you know, it's who you know and if you do the circuit and you have to do all of the, you have to, yeah, it is, it's a job to be able to be nominated. You can look at the whole Weinstein thing, why people were nominated and what he did and how he worked it so that they would be nominated. Absolutely. So to not reward that movie... I don't know. I mean, it's nominated for best film, I think. So yeah, but that, to give but... it to Cat, like the irony, the movie was about feminism. I know, and they give it to the guy. I know, it's it crazy. is crazy. And that you know, Margot Robbie, so gorgeous. God, that but, being, you know, she was nominated for um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and she was great in it. Yeah, but she acting wise, she was five hundred times more. In Barbie, she did so much more. Her her emotional range was really great and greater than it was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So that she wasn't nominated, I think, is really really crazy too. And she's a producer on Saltburn, right? I thought I read she produced Saltburn. I didn't know that. I think so. I think I'm right. Really? Look it up. Really? Just so we're not saying false things to our listeners. Um, I'm listening to Martin Short's autobiography right now. Yeah. And it is really, really good. He's a funny, funny man. His Catherine Hepburn impersonation. Oh, my God. It's hard to beat. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it's hard to beat. I bet. Um, it's called, I must say my life as a, I must say, my life as a humble comedy legend. Well, Guys, you know what that's from, worth, right? It's worth that, a listen. I must say, because that was part of one I of his characters. Say, Ed, I must say. Yes, yeah, it's from, he would say yes, that all the yes. time. Um, how about... Uh, I wanted to tell you, she, you she had sent... produce it. Thank you. You are right. Uh, you sent me, and I think it's important for anyone who is a Hitchcock fan or an Ingrid Bergman or Cary Grant fan, one of my favorite movies 
from that genre is notorious. I watched it so many times. It really is just one of the best. Ingrid plays a, a, a real woman who is, of course, um, given the, 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 you know, the judgment of being a loose woman. But um, there was a scene with her and Cary Grant, and they were kissing, and it's a very romantic scene. And uh, oh, apparently yeah. uh, Hitchcock w w was able to elongate the scene because the censors would have stopped it much yeah, sooner. Yeah, there was a, a time limit on how long right, a person could was, kiss. Okay. So in order to elongate it and make it last longer and really show that passion... They, had they talked about what they were making for dinner yeah. that night. And, and continued like, kissing and continued yes. embracing. They hold that embrace. Yes. That was really beautifully it's done. Masterfully it is. done. It is. So it's an incredible movie. I know if, uh, you know what? It is on a Sunday, rainy Sunday afternoon, you have a pot roast on. Find Notorious and watch it. It's such a great, great movie. Um, Boy Swallows the Universe on Netflix. I heard it's Really great. good. It's a film. It's a series. It's set okay. in the 80s in Australia. And okay. I have to say, the 80s. It yeah. just brings you back to that yeah. time. And Please it's tell really me they good. had men at work on the soundtrack. I can't remember. There oh, better dear. be. If there's no men at work on the soundtrack, I don't want it. Vegemite. I never heard of Vegemite until men at work. I loved men at work. Vegemite sandwich. Yes. You bet. Yeah. Me too. I'd never heard of Vegemite until I know, men right? at work. That song. Yeah. Don't get me started on Men at Work. They're really I underrated. Men at in Work. The I agree States. with They're amazing. you. He's, he's incredible. Colin, can't remember his name now, but he's amazing. He comes to Santa Barbara a lot. Actually, oh, plays really? at the Libero. Yeah. We should go. Yeah. He's great. All right. He's great. He's a, he's a great guy. A friend of mine has a film in the Santa Barbara Film Festival. Um, it's a little film. It's called... Um, the if killing I... of the, the something moon. Uh, my friend Martin Scorsese. Oh, no, no. I'm, act I'm actually talking about my real friend in real life has a short film in the Santa Barbara Film Festival, and it's called Nine Lives. It's a short documentary, and it's about a feral cat who wanders around Montecito to all these different homes who have named him individually. So in one home, he's butterscotch. And it's a documentary. This is true. This is great. This is true. She is playing... That is smart. Yes. I like it. I'm interested. She's playing on Tuesday, February 13th at the Metro 4 at 8.40 p.m. It's a short, so it's included with a bunch of other shorts, and it's about an hour and 30 minutes. Uh, she, so that's Tuesday... February thirteenth. All, all together, it's one hour and thirty minutes. With all the other her. shorts, okay. hers is a short. Exactly, so it's not so, an hour and thirty minutes. That's a film. Okay. Correct. Okay, correct. Okay, yes. Got it. But if but just to give people the timing. Right. Right. It's eight forty p.m. on Tuesday at Metro Four, and then Friday the sixteenth, Metro Four at five forty p.m. She also is in, uh, presenting it and doing a Q and A. Jesse Davidson, congratulations on getting into the Santa Barbara Film Festival. Very proud of you. That's a great. That's a really great premise. Yeah. I think that's really interesting. Yes. Yeah. I like anything and I'm proud that, that, has... that she got two showings. I mean, when I got in, I got one showing barely. Proud of you. And a yeah. little jealous. But I there's something like... really great about the idea. That, what I think is great about that, without not knowing anything about it, is the, 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 the way it connects people. This cat, this thing, is connecting people and what they have in common. And then finding out, okay, well, yeah, we named it Pepper, and we named it, you yeah, know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what's amazing. Like this, sage and this, and this and feral cat found its way to having this, this, this amazing life. I, it, I, I, bet, I can't great. wait to see it. I think it's going to be really amazing. That's great. All I can think about, I don't know if I can see it. It's triggering. I almost lost my eyesight 
because of a feral cat. I'm terrified of cats. I won't lie. Oh, Especially love... our friend Susie's cat. I love cat. Oh, that cat <laughs> Sorry, Susie. Coco doesn't like us. What cat did what to you? Oh, God. This was a kitten that scratched my eyeball. A feral cat. I was so sure oh, I was going to tame no. it. And the two nails went into my <gasps> eyeball. It was eight months of... Oh, Fabian. I know. Jesus. It was a big deal. Look, if you look, you can't see me on, on the people listening, but if you look, one eye is really droopy compared to the other one. All okay. of that. It was... Yeah, uh, right. it really, it really look. Up. I started wearing glasses because of this stupid cat. How old were you? This was not that long ago. No. This was like... Come on. I thought you were a child. No, 13 years ago, maybe? Oh, 13 babe. years ago. See, Peter also, a, a feral cat, wandered in to our... You know, we let him in, and Peter just was like, hi, and petting him. I'm like, don't touch that cat. And he's like, no, it's fine. And <laughs> That's we, what I said. we had to go to the ER. You know what? There was you know what your husband and I have in common? We're cancers, and we're always right about stuff. My mother kept saying we were visiting my family in Argentina. <laughs> And my mom was like, you, you should put that cat down. You're going to, mom, you don't know what you're talking about. I've got this. I'm going to totally, this cat is going to be oh tame. God, it's going to be tame, but I'm, by the time I'm done, the minute oh I turned my head, that thing went right into my eyes. Jesus. This and, is what I'm saying. Dogs don't do that, But you people. know what the worst part of all this is? What? My mom is also a cancer. And you know what the worst part is? She the I told right. you so. The I told it, you so is never just, go away. Yeah, she, it she never just, goes she away. She was just. 13 years later. She loves still. It. She loves How's it. her eye doing? <laughs> How's your vision? <laughs> oh my God! Man. Well, we need to say though, Susie, we love Coco. <clears throat> we really do. She's a she's a we good love her girl. For you. I we love, love her for you. you. <laughs> she does frighten me a little. But, she um, does frighten me a little, but not too much. I'm not, not too, too much. No, exactly. I have glasses now, thanks to that fucking cat. <laughs> so my eyes are protected. Let me ask you this: Did you throw the cat when it did that, or did you put it there? Because I, I would have tossed it. it. No, I dropped like it. the football. Well, there field. was a pool right in front of me, and I could have thrown it into the pool. <laughs> See, that's what I would have. My done. instinct would have been that, but I was a kinder person by then. Right. If it had been right. twenty years earlier, yes, I would yeah. have thrown it against a wall, yeah. which was horrible to think. Freaking cat! But my rage yeah, was, no. would have been very different. <laughs> Yes. yes. I was actually at a party when I was very young and I held this little poodle of like, hi poodle, like holding it up to my face, which you should never do to a dog that you don't know. It's very disrespectful. Sure. So he bit my nose oh. and I threw that dog across the party. <laughs> I was like, what the? <laughs> That's great. Oh my God. I wish I'd seen it. Oh my God. I wish I'd seen it. Um, tell me about the, the holdovers. Did you like the holdovers? I enjoyed it. You know, it, it's it's kind of a re. It's like a new generation's version of the uh, Dead Poet Society. You know, it's kind of like Paul Giamatti is kind of the the Robin Williams in this. You know, for with the one students. student. Yeah, yeah for yeah, one student, yeah. and it was sweet. I thought the one student wasn't a great actor, and he was I also not, and the goodbye good was kind of like the guy lost. It. Sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah. what's the word where we're giving up the. We don't want to ruin this, yeah, you know, yes. give you the ending. Right. But you know what the best thing of this movie was? And I am going to use it every day of my life. Divine or what? Yeah. It's her line. Divine had a line in this movie the day after, like, it was like their New Year's party or something. And so they're all hungover. And uh, Paul Giamatti walks in and she's cooking something. And he's like, hey, how you feeling? How you doing today? And she's like, well... You know, I got the cocktail flu, but other than that, I'm all right. <laughs> cocktail flu is my yes. new thing forever. <laughs> Dave even said, wait, 
what was that? Well, and the movie's over and he goes, honey, what was that expression? Because that is the thing you take away from the movie. Yes. I've got the cocktail clue. Oh my God. That and is brilliant. It is brilliant. She, she was great. brilliant in that. She was. <laughs> and she, I, ever, all of the, the Golden Globe that she won absolutely deserved. Yeah, yeah. Really good. Written, she was great. She's the cop in Only Murders in the Building. Have you checked that out yet? I love her in She's that. She's the cop. I didn't realize it Me was her. Me neither until I was she watching the other so, night. And she's great in that I know. too. Oh, that's She's a good great. deadpan. You she know. is. Yeah. But you know what? She All she has to do is she changes. She does a little fluctuation in her voice. Right. And she does a little thing, in her, a look in her eye. Yeah. It's, and she will make you cry. Yes. She's really, really great at the, it. The sun that passed. Yeah. Yes. The leftover, yeah. the holdover is yeah. not the leftover. She was my favorite character in it, for sure. She was my yeah. favorite aspect yeah. of the... I, I, I agree with you completely. She was my favorite. There's something yeah. about Paul Giamatti that I just... He okay, is wait. So... Did he have contacts? Did he have a special contact to make his eye that way? Oh, or was I that wonder, real? Because, you know, people can... Kind no, of no, no, do no, it, but, but like was... I wondered about that because it was the one eye was looking up to well, the ceiling. Well, and it's part of the story where right, the so... student says, "I don't know which eye to you look at." Do I look at the say, left? Did, I'm going to find out. Was it a out. contact or did he actually? I, it couldn't be real, right? Because I mean, his eyes he... are a little bit. Talk about talk about method acting. I mean, he's really like. No, there's no way it could be. But I agree. the the the, the, the young kid was good. I'm not going to say he wasn't a great actor in it. But also at the end, I was just left disappointed at the sacrifice that Paul Giamatti made, and the kid just walks away like okay thanks for your you know thanks yeah for your... yeah but it was it's such i, I don't know i really but you know what like i think it. maybe i'm just to be devil's advocate i'm trying to think that maybe the the whole the nonchalance of the of the the student is because really throughout the whole thing they never really show too much emotion to each other they don't That's show to each other very true and the sacrifice <coughs> the sacrifice that true. that paul giamatti's character made was so out of character for someone who's really self-involved. Only he's happy with the being in the same routine that for years and years and years, and not trying to achieve anything greater. Right. So that was a huge sacrifice, and you saw him welling up, his eyes getting, you know, emotional. Yeah. Uh, I think that neither of them could face those things. I don't think that they were emotionally which is actually from the day right because it was uh what was it said in Fable? 1971 so it's that between would make 70 sense. 71 it is that would make sense yeah. for the day of men's ability to you know communicate with one another oh it's a lazy eye it's so it's a lazy eye so he but did he put a contact lens in or did they he... said that they won't allow he, they couldn't tell he's not allowed to tell what paul alexander payne said not to mention it but i think it's a i think it's a contact He's not. That seems kind of. Foolish. I think it's a contact. Yeah, but I definitely did notice the lazy eye, and yeah, it's part know. of his character, so that makes sense. I think it was a contact. But he, it was a, it was a sweet movie, and it's great something to watch streaming. It's not something I would see at the movies, but it was, it was a sweet. And movie. I thought it was a great Christmas kind of, you know, winter. You know, we don't For get sure. any snow here, For so sure. when you can d delve into like a, a nice. Christmas. I do like Alexander Payne a lot, and I think that. One of my very favorite things was the opening credits was made so it was like you're watching The Graduate. Did you notice that the music was um, very similar to Simon and Garfunkel? The opening songs were very, very Simon yeah, and Garfunkel. Yeah, you're right. And the opening credits even had you know the I need to watch the, the Roman numerals, again. the Roman numerals of the date that it came <clears> out. 
uh, it was off to the left and it's broken up. The credits don't roll continuously. They do just like they did in the late Inter- 60s. I wonder if it was like an, a nod. To oh, for sure it was. There's absolutely no doubt that it is a nod to, to movies from the late That's 60s. That's great that you quote yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love that. I love that they really stuck with it. And then they did a cover of a song from that era, a cover of that song from that era, and then they did the original at the closing, which was a beautiful song, too. That was. The, yeah. mu- the Lobby music. Lobby Sif- Sifre, I think is his name, who's been, people, if you say Lobby, I think it's Lobby, L-A-B-I, Sifre. His music has been sampled by Eminem, by, you name it. Wow. Everyone, he, he's just amazing, and people don't know who he is. It's it's. Somebody needs a documentary on, on that guy. Yeah. All right. Let's I, get I didn't going. know who he is. All right. Let's focus. That was good, though. That was a good run. Yeah. Um, good run. I'm, I'm pleased. Good run. Um, you want to do a little? We're, we're, we're having. We're having. Our, <laughs> this might become a thing. It might a become little, a thing. I just, just want a couple you to know. Of, and, you know, a little bit of gin, a little bit of Hendrix. In case any time we ever get any kind of um, uh, just a sponsors. Right. This one is Hendrix. <laughs> This is a Hendrix gin. And we would love to do a commercial. Scotland. Yes. Yes. Um, all right. Listen, as you guys know, it's uh, time for the odd, bizarre, or even wonderful stories from around the world or even from history. And Fabian, on today's episode, he found uh, some wonderful facts about pockets. Which I thought was appropriate because we are called pockets. 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 <laughs> pockets, pet. You know what, though? People don't. I think it's something we take for granted, right? I mean, we have pockets yes, in our jackets. Absolutely. We have pockets in our pants, pockets yeah. everywhere. Take it for granted. But pockets are incredibly interesting, and they reflect changes in both, fa- not just both, more than both, fashion, society, and technology through the ages. Pockets weren't always part of the garment itself. In medieval times, both men and women carried pouches, often attached to a belt, which served the same purpose as pockets. Do you know what we call that today? You know what we call that today? Fanny pack, baby. <laughs> <A> fanny <laughs> Medieval pack. times? Are you kidding? They all walk around with fanny packs. And also, uh, my I love steampunk, and I find a lot of the steampunks, it's like the. They, oh, it's they a have thing. For sure. Well, because that's the... what they're doing. That's what exactly. they're recreating exactly. those times. Uh, pockets sewn <laughs> into clothing. Pockets sewn into clothing began appearing in the late 15th and early 16th century. But get this, it was mostly men's clothing. Men's clothing first saw the addition of pockets, while women's clothing lagged behind. This was partly due to the bulky nature of women's dresses, which made pockets impractical. For a long time, women's pockets were separate items tied around the waist and accessed through a slit in the dress. Can you imagine? Fascinating. It's like you had to, it was all underneath get all of that get fabric, and you had to get through it just to get, while oh, wearing let like me a, get my pence yeah, or whatever the yeah, hell they yeah. were getting out of there. Um, Cyanide? No, go on. Well, yeah. Um, the 17th century saw a significant change in men's fashion with more form-fitting clothes. This led to the development of smaller, more integral pa- uh, pockets. But this is really, really interesting because in the 18th and 19th century, this is where you see the societal changes and what it represented. Right. The elaborateness of pockets were often a sign of status, so people wanted a lot of pockets. They would right. wear vests. They would have jackets. And I, I, I wonder how that even evolved. Was that just one designer designed a dress for somebody and for someone just famous? Swept someone I know, and it was probably village. in some taffeta, and it yeah, was in yeah. some embroidered oh, God, French clothing or something. Yes, 
Uh, but in the 19th century, as women's fashion embraced more form-fitting silhouettes, the practical large pockets disappeared, and this led to the use of handbags. And that's a whole other story. Oh, I of love handbags. a pocketbook. Give oh me a pocketbook. Oh my God, not just book. that, but I mean handbags. You can talk about handbags oh, yeah. for hours. Yes. The history of that. Yes. But it was the 20th century, really, that saw pockets become the way we know them now, is the 20th century. Uh, men's and women's clothing both started having them, although women's pockets often remain smaller and less functional, a trend that continues to be a topic of discussion today. But you know what's interesting? And I just had a conversation with somebody yesterday, not knowing, the person had no idea that we'd be talking about this. Women's jackets, is this true? Women's jackets, unlike men's, don't tend to have a pocket Never. on the inside. Never. And she was really pissed about it because you know we can put our phones. We go to a concert. We I can know. put our phones or wallets. Put it all in you're traveling. Of, you're out of. Yeah, you put it inside on the inner I've thing. never owned a woman's jacket that has a pocket Isn't inside. Isn't that interesting? That and is. I get it because you know breasts and the bust line, and right. you don't want something that's going to disrupt. But they could even put but it they on could the put waistline. It lower, they like men have right. pockets down on you the know, opposite lower. side of a pocket. Yeah, right, right below on the inside instead right. of on the outside of right. a jacket, which I think is really interesting. And that is a million dollar idea. It is a million dollar. Well, let's do it. Let's do it. Start designing. Anybody listening out there, come on. So yeah, no, I thought I'd love the notion of um, bringing up the whole pocket thing. And yeah, other than um, what I wanted to add was the whole steampunk thing, the pockets yeah. on the outside. And then in, in uh, doing, I remember like, I guess it was like a couple of years ago, I was, they have these like, the chain around the waist with this really cool like sack so to speak. Yeah. But it's just the external pocket now. Yeah, that I it is. It. it is an external pocket. Well, now they use it more as an accessory, and the chains that you're using are really, really popular. Yeah. You know, people are using those paperclip chains that are so big and doing it. Have you not seen all no. of those great phone ones? The no. phone, The phone chains? So they carry around their phones, and their wallet is all attached to one little bag. How are they not robbed if it's so... Well, I guess I'm I, I guess it depends on where you're traveling. Yeah, that's, that's what somebody would say. That's what one of the characters in The Holdovers would say. Right. The snooty one. Right. What was his name? Koontz was his last name. He would say something like, oh, it just depends on where you're traveling. Right. Of course, darling. <laughs> Mr. Howell. I'm doing my best Mr. Howell. Mr. Howell. After my second um, Ken Hendricks, Jen. Ken Hendricks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what have you got? What are you going to talk about? All right, about? I'm going to talk. What am I going to learn I'm about? I'm going to talk about the human ear. Ooh. And the process of hearing is a fascinating story of biology and physics. So, sound waves to vibrations is how I'm going to start this, and it all starts when sound waves enter the ear through the outer ear, the part of the ear that you can see. These waves travel down the ear canal and hit the eardrum, causing it to vibrate. These vibrations are then transferred to three tiny bones in the middle ear. That's crazy. The malleus, incus, and stapes, the smallest bones in your body, they amplify the vibrations and send them to the inner ear. It is fascinating, actually. You know, when you're, whoever is listening to this right now and you have that, that um, uh, you're in a contest, you're in a thing where you have to know shit, and they're going to say, what are the tiniest bones? <laughs> what, where are your tiniest bones located? Remember, people, your tiniest bones in your whole body are located in your ear. Okay. Malleus, incus, stapes. You don't need to know the names. You just need to know the location. That's true. Because you'll never That's remember true. those That's names. True. I won't. Malleus. No, I'm kidding. Um, inside the inner ear, there's a snail-shaped structure called the cochlea. 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 Yeah. It's filled with fluid and lined with thousands of tiny hair cells. The vibrations cause the fluid to ripple 
and these ripples bend the hair cells. I'm sorry, I have to interrupt because as an older gentleman, those fucking hairs are coming out of my ears. <laughs> are you? Oh, it's are the you, worst. Are you Men, trimming? What waxing? is happening with? Men's ear hair is ridiculous. My father, my father's eyebrows and Jesus, ear hair. Jesus, yes. Is something, it's yeah, horrible. It's something. It's horrible. Okay, keep yeah. going, please. I mean, I guess you're lucky to still be alive, but, you know. My hearing is amazing. I yeah. do have, and thank God for those hairs, I guess. My <laughs> hearing is amazing. I can hear, I can hear a cat scream two blocks away. See, that's so impressive because I, I, I actually went for a hearing test because wow. I, I wasn't hearing and the guy's like, no, your hearing is totally uh, my fine. Hearing, so I, I have don't... bionic hearing, for real. I am really? amazed. Yeah, incredible hearing. Go that's ahead. That's awesome. All right, yeah. all right. Um, the movement of these hair cells creates electrical signals. These signals are sent via the auditory nerve to the brain. Finally, the brain receives these signals and interprets them as sounds, whether it's music, speech, or noise. The entire process happens almost instantaneously, allowing us to hear and react to the world around us. That is a remarkable example of nature in engineering. Well, you want to know something about engineering, though, that is not natural engineering, but technical engineering. Have you heard of a cochlear implant? Because when you when that part of the, the ear, the cochlea, is is you know damaged in any way, and it happens for some people genetically, right? a cochlear implant they go in and they put a, me a mechanical version of it. And I don't know the exact process, but I have a friend who's had a, a cochlear implant. And now, and the same friend, who's an amazing human being, has had, um, through Bluetooth, all of the theaters from the Arlington to the Granada to all of the movie theaters. Wow, they've You can go in and there's Bluetooth. And for people wow. with cochlear implants, they can hear inside their ear That's whatever the amazing. movies are isn't it incredible we live in an amazing amazing time technologically well, conversely i just was listening this morning there's a new technology with stem cells where they um, can change person's dna for genetic diseases or genetic uh, issues like hearing loss or blindness sure. and there was an 11 year old boy and they put the needle inside his ear and for the first time in his life they, they injected the stem cells, in other words, inside, directly Is to his ear. Is it instant? No. He heard, and uh. what was fascinating was everything was too loud. Because go from not hearing mm -hmm. anything, er, er, it takes a long time to For adjust. Sure. But it was a fascinating kind of segment that I was listening to because there's arguments here. Stems, the DNA change, that's going to have impacts. On everything. You know, the first thing I think about when you're saying something about DNA change, and this has been something that's been decades where people right. are talking about it. When you have that much control yeah. of right. unborn children, right. of being able to control what the DNA is going to be like for your children, and there are right. people going to say, I don't want him to be gay. Yeah. I don't want, want him and to they'll be, be able girl. to do, yeah, yeah, they will be able to do that, even even whether they're gay or not. Because yeah. That's no, it's and that's where this is tricky. It is because they're 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 helping with blindness, with death. It's amazing what it can do. But then the other argument, which I thought was interesting too, were the were the advocates for this stuff. What's wrong with being deaf? Why do you need to fix it? Does it deserve? And I just feel like if somebody if if somebody wants to remain deaf, that's their prerogative. Correct. But if somebody wants to hear, that should be theirs. But it is fascinating that a simple needle into the ear can open up hearing for someone that yeah. Has you know, I that is a that's a. Crazy argument I because I understand, uh, and someone who's disabled to say, well, what's wrong with that? There's because by implying that you need it fixed, it means that you're less than, or you're imperfect, or that's, you're broken. That's their point, and and I get right. that, I get it. 
I have to tell you that's an argument that I've known for decades and I've not known it because of technology, but I've known it through comic books. I've known it through very simple things that kids are reading. Also, there's a character, Batgirl, Aww. Batgirl, of all people, Batgirl, Barbara Gordon, my favorite, favorite you character. You love Batgirl. You have no idea. I am obsessed with Batgirl. <laughs> But Batgirl was in the in the eighties, late eighties. They did this horrible thing, because her character wasn't that right, popular right. or whatever. They had the Joker shoot her as Barbara Gordon, not even as Batgirl. She's in her. She's just opens the door and he shoots her, and it goes through her spine, and she's paralyzed. Oh so no! So then that's it. There's no more Batgirl. Oh. People, I, people like me were so pissed, yes. and I was really young when this happened, and it was sucked. So all of a sudden she's in a wheelchair and they show her as Barbara Gordon in a wheelchair and she becomes before computers before internet the way we know it she became Oracle was her side name and she would help other superheroes by finding out she was an information broker she could find out anything about anything wow and she could help people that way wow decades go by she went I think it was 20 years maybe more than 20 years where she she was Oracle and they decided okay we're going to bring her back and the disabled community were so pissed because finally they had someone, a yes. representation of them showing a superhero because she's still a superhero. Yeah, and all of a sudden they said, no, you know what? They we're gonna, wow. we're gonna quote unquote fix her. And they, you know, they find a way of wow. making her not be in a wheelchair. And, so, it was and this is huge. recent. So you're still reading these comic books? Denver? Well, they, like... this was, no, it's been decades now. Oh, okay. They, she's, okay. I think it's probably been about for her being out of the wheelchair now has been another, I'm gonna say, twelve years now, maybe. Wow, Fave. Yeah. And it was a big deal. I, I um, would, un I would understand that. Yeah, it's a that. big deal, and I get the, the yeah. point of view of why she wasn't broken in a way. Right. But the difference is, I get that point of view of saying, why would you think that's broken? It's like somebody making a movie about, oh, we're gonna change you. We, you don't have to be gay anymore. Like saying that there, you're finding an imperfection in something, yeah. right? Right. But the big question is, for someone who's a child who's never been able to hear before, to be given the opportunity to be able to I hear, know. I mean, you can't take that away. I think it ocean, would be, like I think hear. that would be hard for me to say, no, you're fine I, the way you are. I, I have to let you. them, let I would, them choose, I would, as a parent, I would want that for them. I agree. For I sure. mean, have you seen those videos on Instagram where the baby yes. gets the hearing yes. aid and they start to for cry? For the first time. They, or see for the first time. Every one of them starts to cry, Fabian. Yes. It's, there's, it's just, I would not deprive anyone powerful. of that. I couldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. I agree. It's not my place to do I'm that. I'm with you 100%. Yeah. I really am. Um, all right, folks. Not to keep you here much longer. Feel free to have some more if you'd like, Fabe. I'm done. <clears throat> now this two's sorry, good. Two's good. Sorry about my, my little hacking here. Um, all right. Well, it's time for Anthony, Anthony, <laughs> Anthony, and Cleopatra. We have something that was for like you. A, that was like agony and Anthony. I'm gonna together. be Liz. You're gonna be Richard. <laughs> all right, dear agony auntie and uncle. <laughs> I have been married for six months now, and so far, it's been a bit of an up and down experience, thanks to an unforeseen hiccup between myself and my new husband. Before our wedding, we had all of those big discussions that everyone advises you to have. Shared finances, kids, political affiliations, etc. But we left one topic completely undiscussed. I think largely because neither of us thought it would be an issue. Name changing. As silly as it might sound, I'm incredibly fond of my name. 
and feel as though I've worked hard to make that name matter in my industry. So when people ask whether I'd be changing it, my immediate response was always no, which is exactly what I told my husband when he asked a few days after the wedding. The thing is, rather than if, he asked when, Mm. which made my response somewhat awkward, as you might imagine. In the weeks that have followed, the subject has become more and more of an issue in our relationship. Turns out my husband believes resolutely that a woman should take her partner's name after marriage, an idea that I think is so outdated and, frankly, a bit sexist. But to him, my refusal to change my name apparently means I don't love him enough. Several friends have told me to just give in, that a name isn't worth putting my relationship at risk over, and that I can just continue to use my maiden name professionally, which I get to an extent. But I can't help but think that if we just brush this issue under the rug, I'm not really doing myself or my marriage any favors. What do you think I should do from newlywed upset? Mm. What do you think? Here's the thing. The key statement that she made is when he said he asked, he didn't ask if, he asked when. when. Now, Peter never mentioned it. I was Jennifer Kelly, born Jennifer Ethel Kelly. And What's your social security number? Just kidding. It, it ends in, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> And when I got married to Peter, I was, you know, 34 years old. Um, But something in me wanted to take his name to kind of not reinvent myself, but to just give a new lease on my life. I loved my maiden name. I love Jennifer Kelly. I think Kelly is a great last name. I know. But I love love being Jennifer Miller. Yeah. I really do. But what if his last name was Abramowitz or something? What if his name was something like, you know... Conklin or Trump, something. Yeah, yeah like something. Trump. I yeah. would be like, no, I'm, I'm keeping <laughs> <Yeah>. Kelly. <laughs> so now you know my politics, people. Um, anyway, keep listening. Um, but he, no, I just feel like, but a woman has every right to not, for um, sure, to not take the name. And it but shouldn't even be. But in this day and age, for sure. For this sure, day and age. This is ridiculous. I have to agree with you. This is crazy. I have and to you agree. see, the reason that what I think is get out now because. I would. I would just if, really, if this babe. Is, you think if, that's yeah, that runs this that is, deep? If this is the thing that is going to make a <clears throat> right. difference for him, right? Then it you have less in common than you think you do. It's right. not just this. Right. It's going to be other things. If this is troubling her, if she's not all gun, it speaks to an inherent conservative. If she's not thinking. all gun ho and thinking, of course, honey, I'm going to change my name. Right. It's no problem. Yeah. And she's yeah. all in. Yeah. And this is an issue for her. Obviously, she wrote in to ask about this. And if it's an issue for him that she doesn't, yeah. forget it. Because there, there's no getting past that. That's it. For me, that's it. I'm done. And I know maybe I'm being a little bit too, maybe the gins kick too hard. But no, but, here, I think but here's it, the thing. It. Time, you can't waste time too in life. And, for sure. And, and to stick around for and sure. then it's harder later. For sure. You know? So, um, and I agree with you. It does, it, it, it strikes deep. It, why is this such an issue for him? It's yeah. a name change. But you see, the, the thing that this is, that the first thing that I think of for him is he's really insecure. He's so insecure. Somebody, a man who thinks that his wife doesn't change her name for him, who does he have to impress other than his family? It's his friends? What, that he's not man enough? There's something there for sure that is inherent in this man, this machismo, this... Of course, I'm the man. You've got to have... Fuck, 
No. I agree with you This 100%. is what that says to me. And, yeah. And who wants to be with that? No, you're right. You're absolutely right. There are people right. who want to be with that, and that's yeah, fine and that's, if you want to be with no that. There's no judgment there. No, but if you want to be force, with that, that's great. But to insist on it or force it yeah, on someone. If that's not who you are and you're going to do it right. to make to appease him, yeah. well, then what's next? What are you going to do all, next? And, and to appease him in doing yeah. so, you would lose part of your identity that you, you associate do. yourself. And that's just the beginning because I yeah. really think it's not going to end there. It well, will be other little yeah. things that get chipped away. I, yeah, Fave. Well, newlywed upset, I guess our advice is to think hard, but maybe it's something to look at and something that you might need to walk away from. Yeah. Early. I, I, I would. Yeah. It's a right. tough one. You're up, my That's love. a tough one. All right. Sorry, I got sorry, one. newlywed. Yeah, go ahead. My husband of 23 years had what you might describe as a midlife crisis not too long ago, although he's only 56. But to me, that sounds about right. Being, I'm only two years older. I'm only two years or three years younger. Oh, you bitch. And started becoming obsessed with getting rid of his dad bod. He just wanted to get rid of it. I've always thought that he was in pretty good shape, but suddenly he was hitting the gym at least once a day, sometimes twice a day on the weekends, and he started to see very quick results. I guess he's what you'd now describe as a hunk, especially for his age, and he's very proud of the work that he's done, understandably. The thing is, his newfound confidence is making me feel truly terrible about myself. While he's spending his time hitting the gym, I'm picking up after our three kids, ferrying them to, to this activity and that activity, and by the time all that is done, I'm exhausted and can't even bear the thought of working out. But the lack of activity has left me with a bit of a paunch, and it's been years since I've looked in the mirror and felt truly confident. Poor thing. She's taking care of, you know, raising humans. But when my husband and I were in it together, it didn't really matter. But you know what? Before we even continue with this, why is she doing all that? Why is yeah. she doing all this? If he's and got he's time, he's got time to go to the gym. And he's got time to go to yeah. the gym twice on the weekends yeah. in one day. He's not. Yeah, Why no. isn't he doing stuff? And that's and you can tell that the nature of their relationship is utterly changed if it, that's what he's For sure. Doing. This yeah. is what he's focusing on, in my opinion. So no, that's the no, first thing right. that I know. We're right. Go okay. On. Now that he's gotten all ripped, I can't even bear the thought of touch of him touching me. Our sex life has completely dried up because I just can't get over those awful thoughts about how grossed out he must be when he looks at me. Poor thing. He hasn't said anything specifically about my body, but he's made comments about how maybe I'd like to consider hitting the gym because it's been so, quote-unquote, great for him. And I can't help but take those pointed digs about my own physical Mm. shape. I have no idea what to do here. I was so happy and comfortable for so long, but now it seems that blissful comfort was only on one side of our marriage Mm. from mom bod. You know, I mean, just to start... You know, you get older and, you know, if you're not, you know, in, in the phase of life, because I think there's different phases and there's phases of eating better and not eating better and working out and not working out. And those come and go, too. And we do those come. We do those once and then 10 years later, we'll do it again. And five years exactly. later, we'll do it again. That's a normal exactly. And, and cycle. I, I was kvetching to you. Like yeah. two months ago, I was great. And over the holidays, I've gained 45 pounds. But um, this poor woman, I could... Absolutely understand not wanting to be naked in front of him yeah. when she's feeling paunchy yeah. and like, and he's all buff. It, it, he's not coming out and being rude, but by saying, um, you might want to consider. Yeah, it's done. It's great for me. You might want, you know, yeah. maybe you should try. That's it. hurtful. He shouldn't have brought that up at all, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. You go, and I'll keep thinking about my thoughts. I just feel like it's, it's brutal. I mean, they certainly shouldn't divorce over this, but like. 
No, but you know, is he rife for an affair? Again, people, please remember, I've had yes, two gins, two gins, yes. and this is really important. I've had two gins, and I'm not using this as an excuse, <laughs> but for me, maybe we this should triggers stop the gin. Okay. This triggers this triggers things in me, my own past traumas about trust, and I keep thinking this man is working out. This man is looking for new. A new wife. He's looking for new stuff. Oh, That's how it works for me when I, I think of that. I think Especially at 56. Yeah. You know, you're thinking, you know, um, look at me. And I look amazing. Look at me. I look great. Like this guy's working out and he looks great. And she even said he looks like a total hunk. You know, it's if it's it, it's fine and great to feel that way. I, I really do believe that it is a great thing to feel confident about yourself. Yeah, to look course. at yourself in of a mirror course. and say, yeah. I look great yeah. and feel That's, good about and it. And, and you great. worked for it. Right. But when you've had three children, you're with one person, you've had three kids together and you've gone through all of that. If you're going to judge the other person, even quietly, even you know uh, passive aggressively, which is what it sounds like to me here, you're fucked. That's just, that's but, and mean. And also the and time at the gym is taking away from their time on the weekends they had been spending together all or those Or time that he should be spending with, with his, his children, children and giving her the time. You know what? I would say more. if I were her, yeah. this is what you do. You say, guess what? Sure, I'll go to the gym. You take care of the kids while I'm at the gym and you take care of the kids on the weekend while I'm at the gym. You go fetch them at whatever they have to do. That's brilliant. That's yeah. what you... If, if you, you want to do that, really good for this me, is great. I really want to do this. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah. I want to do it. Of course, she's being passive aggressive and doing I know. that. I know. But... <laughs> she's but, proving a point. But in a way, though, in a way, it's kind of true. If she doesn't... Yeah. She doesn't have the time. She's I exhausted. I know. So, okay, if you're exhausted because you don't have the time to do this in the I day because you're doing... He needs to give you that time. So maybe he needs to take up picking the kids up for one thing, and then it gives you the time if you really want to do it. If you really want to go to the gym and try right. it, even uh, if it it's sounds just to for me your like own she mental. might not even really want to. She I just don't wants think so. him to go back. But you know, to your earlier point, you might be onto something, Fabe. This is just rife for an affair. This I is know just, we're terrible, but you know, I know we are we're, we're speaking, giving no we're advice. <laughs> no, this is this is you know what this is it. You know what you're getting here. You're not getting advice. You're getting our deepest, yes. worst fears. And things that have happened to us. Things I'm going to tell you with this. In life. My first boyfriend, we were 19 when we met. We were together two years. I might have even mentioned this guy before. The trauma that I, did, I got from him when we met, he was a little punch. He was a little chubby. And we were 19, and he was just a little bit big. And I didn't care. I really, really, really was in love with him. Oh. And... We would go to the gym, and he started really going to the gym, and I was his biggest cheerleader. You're doing great. You're doing great. You're doing great. He lost weight. He got buff. He looked so great. He was so good looking. He looked fantastic. Really. Did that fucker cheat on you? Oh, my God. <laughs> this fucker, who I quit college for. I quit college for no. to work at a fucking bank. Which Baby. I want you to know, Anne Bancroft was one of the. I want you to know, Anne That's Bancroft. That's where you met Anne Bancroft. Walter Matthau. Was this the one? Walter Matthau, Brenda Vaccaro, in this and was in Mission Brentwood, Impossible. In Peter, all of this. Douchebag Peter Graves. So, you know, the one thing, yes. the one gift from this asshole was that I got to work at this bank for a little while. Anyway, I, I, I worked so that he could finish his beauty school. He became a, a hairdresser. He, he did. Anne Bancroft's fucking hair. Oh, swear to God. Motto. Okay, so listen to this. One night he's not coming home. This is, you know, the 80s. And he's like, oh, I'm working on a video. Because everybody was making videos for MTV. 
and he was doing Divinals, which were an Australian band. Oh, and my God. It's interesting enough, bringing it full circle. Yes. And I'm like, this is weird. This sounds weird to me. We're living oh, in Santa no. Monica. And I just get in my car, and I go to West Hollywood to this little club. It was a weeknight. And fucking sure enough, there he is dancing with another version of me. Baby. Dancing together. The, there was no one there, just the two of them dancing. And that was, you know, so, you know, you, you're the cheerleader, and you... you, you <laughs> sorry sorry we're, about that we're listening listen this is not me doing anything to jen that is a dog licking water he's drinking his water please do not get any ideas that is not because that's what it sounds like to me but it is not what is happening in this moment it is just the dog drinking water just so we know but anyway, oh that's God. that's why it's triggering, and maybe we're not giving the right advice because it's this sort of past experience for me specifically. <laughs> no, 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 and that's true. And you're right. That is, I'm so. Might so not by be, the way, I'm so sorry that happened to you. I know, but he but might not. This guy might not. You be might doing want to just this. go out to dinner, get a babysitter, go out to dinner with him, or even go sit at the beach. But or even have the conversation that that's that right. You know. To just say, you know, honey, I'm about, very happy that you look amazing and that you're happy in your body and, and you're happy the way you look. But here's how I'm feeling. But this is how I am right. and this is how I look and I want to know that you're, you still love Are me you and still, that I still... Is this okay for you if I, you know, right. It, what if I, you know, just... This is who I am and this is who I want to be. Because I don't think the answer is her going to the gym no, to match him. not at if all. If she has to finish raising these Because you know kids. what, if she has to go to the gym to match him... And she loses weight, and she gets buff, and she gets whatever. Right. He might still say, "Well, you know what? That's your shoulders are not right, yeah. and you still, right. you know what I mean." Right. That's, if you're going to start looking at the perfectionism right. of whatever a person physically is supposed to look like, it's never going to be a good answer. No, she that she needs to cut to the chase and just say, "Look, I'm really happy for you that you look great, and I'm thrilled. I need to know this: Are you okay with me being the way I am, exactly. the way that we've been together for exactly. the last few years? And can I?" No. Count on you. Count on you to be okay be with me this, this way, and that you're not gonna, yeah. you know, you're not gonna get some twenty-five-year-old. Right. Right. But a twenty-five-year-old could come up to him, no matter what I he know. looked like, and say, "Oh, wow, I you're know. handsome." And then it's so. But it's more about, it's more about asking him, "Are you okay with me right. staying the way that I am right now? Because I'm happy the way that I am. Right. I'm good with the way that I am. Are you good with the way that I am? Right." That's exactly. what I would ask. That's the key. Martin Short was doing a movie with um, Dennis Quaid and uh, Meg Ryan, and he said Meg was just so impossibly beautiful and cute. And his wife, Nancy, said to him, I just want you to know, if you ever cheat on me, I'm never going to say anything to you, but I am going to wait till you're asleep and bash your face with a wine bottle. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. It's pretty good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, there's no talking about it. But anyway, no wine bottle for you, lady. Just talk to your husband. Ask him to yeah. accept you for who you are. Yeah. And, you and just to, so that you're sure and you feel confident and he can still tell you how beautiful you are. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So, and, and also, foster your own self. Start reading some stuff, getting some affirmations for yourself to bolster yeah. up your own self-confidence. Yeah. You're a mom. You're doing great. You're raising three humans. Yeah. Don't forget about that. Yeah. We put so much emphasis on our our bodies we really do we really do especially as we're aging it's really such a key i love i love that uh thing you sent me from that comedian andrea um that Uh, beautiful oh she's not a comedian andrea gibson is a poet she's the poet laureate of colorado okay sorry andrea andrea gibson if you need a pick me up you need to feel good about life this woman is 
my biggest advice to you right. today, Andrea right. Gibson. Yes. That's what she is on Instagram. Just she beautiful. will lift your spirit. Like I, no I one listened else. to it like I think twenty times. Me and too. I just got Me so, too. I, I keep going back to yeah, it. Yeah, same. It's this video, guys, where she just speaks about self love, but yeah. not in a corny way. No, not at all. And, and just accepting the, the the things that that the 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 things the idiosyncrasies and the things and that her the use imperfections of language, her use and of her her accent, all of it, the way it's she speaks. Just beautiful. And I just want you to know that when you're listening to her, this is a woman who's been battling cancer for years and just recently found out that it is incurable. That oh, there's nothing wow. they can do. Wow. You hear her talk about wow. moments in life and living it in the moment, and wow. it is transcendent. Wow. Truly it, it transcendent. really is. I, is I send it to many people. Me too. Um, finally, uh, we just want to suggest ways that you can use small pockets of time to be more productive in your life. You could work on a small task on your to-do list. An example of this is responding to a few emails, making a quick phone call, or writing a quick paragraph. You could learn something new. You may even want to take care of a personal task, but also you could have a relaxing break. Just some ideas, guys, for some ways to use small pockets Isn't of time. Isn't it hard to take a relaxing break? Do you know how often we feel guilty about taking oh, a relaxing break? It's like we need to be doing something all the time. Uh, my mother, we feel she so did, guilty I, I for her. not doing yeah. something. If you, if you sit during the day, I'll give you something to do. Yeah. Are you bored? I'll yeah. give you something yeah. to do. Exactly. It's just like yeah. it's a it's, shame because yeah. there really is something about. Yeah. Just sitting and looking at the moon. Absolutely. And looking at Absolutely. Uh, it, it just uh, just being in your thoughts without having to be doing yes, anything. Yes, I really agree. Great. I agree, Fabian. You may even add a little extra to that to doing those things, whether it's finishing something like you said. There's a woman that I that I follow who does these little psychological. She's a neurologist or something. When you do it, no matter what it is, you just finish putting your dishes away. You just finish washing your dishes. The moment you finish something, no matter how trivial or tiny you might think it is you say yes just give it a really good oh, I yes love that. everything every you just finish yeah putting away your socks no, you just finish I, laundry my to-do list when i cross it off i'm going to start when saying you, yes you say yes yeah. and you say it out loud i love it your every cell in your body starts getting used to that so that oh. it melt, it helps you become even a greater achiever yeah. at things because your your cells your body is looking forward to completing things. It's a great way of... I love of, that. Yeah, I've been doing it too. All right, yeah. I'm going to start doing I it. I just pooped. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> All right, just a reminder, if you want to have Fabian and I give any advice to you on any subject, please email us at pocketspod, P-O-C-K-E-T-S, pod, P-O-D, at gmail.com. That's pocketspod.com at gmail.com. Please, we haven't heard from anyone, but we're Oh, no, we're we have one. We have one. We have one next week. Our friend, Jane Copeland, oh, yes. has given us an amazing, amazing thing yes. to talk about. Yes. And we're going to be but talking about for it. It's, it's not advice. It's not advice. It's not advice. We're going to use that. It's a question she wanted yes. to know about. Yes. And so we, we are going to answer it. Yes. Well, thank you for joining us, my friends. And until next time. The best of everything. Yes, 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 yes. Try saying yes more often, too. That's a really, really powerful thing. In life and in the bedroom. Oh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> don't get my husband any ideas. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>